Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the St. Louis Supercross Review, round two. Monster Energy uh, AMA Supercross Series, plenty to talk about when it comes to uh, the series. It's got interesting, and uh, we just saw Kenny Roxon win his first race in three years, Supercross race. So uh, looking forward to talking about that and much more. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, Blake Baggett, wearing Fly Racing, had a good ride. Zach Osborne, uh, season best fifth with Fly Racing. And, uh, yeah, flyracing.com from the FR5 boots, which uh, are the mid-level boots, came out like a year ago or so. Uh, absolutely uh, fantastic. Chris Bloss wore them down under to win a championship. To the uh, to the Formula helmet on top of your head, to the Evo gear, uh, flyracing.com has got it going on. Please check them out. Fly Racing is also a presenting sponsor of the Supercross Series. And you can see their massive display at every round of the series with uh, interactive displays and everything else. So flyracing.com, please check them out. Thanks for those guys for making it happen. Also, I want to thank the folks at Renthal. Renthal, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport, amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined. Renthal's records are unsurpassable, 222 U.S. titles, 213 world titles. Uh, they absolutely killed it uh, uh, each and every week in the U.S., whether it's the bars, whether it's the sprocket. Renthal.com, uh, oversized bar, 7 eighths bar, or if you want the uh, twin wall bar, they've got something for you. So Renthal.com, Maxxis Tires, Alex Ray using a Maxxis Tire to propel himself into qualifying in the LCQ, which Wygan and I will get to for a certain reason why we were very excited for that. Uh, Max's tire is developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, uh, used by Catanzaro, used by A-Ray, and uh, many other people, including MC himself. MXST de- tire developed by him, and uh, they're out now. So great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, and all of that. want to thank those guys as well. And uh, also, too, on the race review shows, we got a, we got a new guy. Uh, you heard of Alias Gear, right? Well, Alias CBD, designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Everyone is talking about CBD, but Alias Pain Bomb is so much more than that. We spent two years working on it with the top scientists in the field to create a bomb with a dozen organic botanic, botanicals? Botanicals. And the highest concentration of uh, phytocannabinoids on the market. Our motivation was the love of motocross and finding a new way to advance the sport. They are also the official palm bomb provider of the Geico Honda factory connection team. So aliasCBD.com for more information. Of course, CBD stuff's all the rage. I've been using a little bit of it. Uh, I had some knee pain and I used some CBD uh, cream on it and it helped people. I'm telling you, it really did help. I was skeptical also, but the stuff worked. So uh, please check them out, aliasCBD.com. 
All right, let's dive into St. Louis and all that happened. With me on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Finally back home. I have not been home since before A1, so uh, trying to regroup after the first two rounds and, yeah, sort out where we're at in the series. And uh, for, uh, the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship, the voice of Geneva, the voice of Enduro Cross, the voice of Red Bull Straight Rhythm, the voice of Quad Racing, the voice of GNCC, the voice of anything, if you've got a few bucks in your pocket, it's Jason Wygant. Yeah! We've been raking it in, man. We've been raking it in. we got these live shows. We do our uh, fly racing radio show on uh, Saturday. A lot of gigs out there. Really enjoying 2020. It's off to a fantastic start. And by the way, our sponsor from last week is back, Steve. On X Off-Road. Yeah. must have apps. So just search On X, O-N, the letter X, Off-Road. Get the app and know before you go. You get the most trusted and accurate GPS satellite trail mapping app it tells you exactly where you can find places to ride including dirt roads and trails and you can track your ride so you can figure out your own way back and figure out your own trail loops so go to on x off road get the app or go to onxmaps.com and find places to ride i didn't even know this existed wow. the places or the app so do it it sounds cool uh the cbd thing the alias guys welcome on board yeah. for our race reviews for that uh, do, yep. do either either one of you know what phytocannabinoids are? I don't either, but this one has the highest concentration of them. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that, that's a good thing. Okay, okay. Like, that's I good. Do, okay. like I said, I use CBD. I was skeptical. I used right. it on my knee. It helped. It really did. So, right. I just want Where's, a different CBD company stock to, to help. That's what I want. Weren't you working using it on your elbow or wrist or something too? Yes, I was. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was. I was using it on the inside of my. <clears throat> elbows uh that was hurting from mountain biking so uh but the knee thing is what i really noticed like it definitely helped that so um all right uh st louis let's get well live show first of all if you came out to the moto museum there in st louis what a cool place jt a ducati ktm dealer a moto museum and a restaurant all owned by the same gentleman i believe and uh the moto museum is fantastic we put on a, a fly racing yamaha live show uh the nimmer technology guys people were also on board with us um what a cool place yeah, I've been going there for several years, um, just in a business sense. But you want to talk about a place that's not really—I don't think they're in it for the money. I really don't. Um, I think the the guy that built the—you know—there's a restaurant, a hotel, and a moto museum, and a dealership all connected. I think it's just his passion because everything there is motorcycle themed. Uh, so it's it's a pretty cool deal. If you are a motorcycle enthusiast, as we all are, it's just a great place and. You know, Roger DeCoster and the KTM team generally stays there year in and year out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you're talking about an all-inclusive experience for Supercross. Uh, that's It's a pretty cool deal for motorcycles. Yeah, so thanks for coming out for the uh, for the live show, everybody. Thanks to Will Hahn and Brock Glover. They were guests. We sold the place out. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool, man. Our next one is in Indianapolis. We're going to do one in Denver. We're going to do one in Vegas and uh, maybe add one more down the road. But So keep an eye on pulpmex.com or RacerX online. Uh, for tickets, so yeah, thanks. I don't know why Will Hahn does these things. Why again? Oh my gosh, can that guy take a punch? Like it's just you guys are brutal <laughs> with this star racing thing. I mean, hey, Will Hahn has been the the butt of many jokes through the years. I made the joke at uh, when Red Bud was having the donations, and everyone was wondering who'd be on Team Puerto Rico. I said he was actually the team captain of the Virgin Islands, and he laughed. He enjoyed that, but it's you've taken it to another level now with this not being able to test the star yamaha bike <laughs> i know right it's, it's, it's so brutal you guys are so brutal and the fans are brutal it's unbelievable uh yeah well he deserves it so okay true um yeah. 
yeah, so it was, it was a fun time. And, and Brock Lover, of course, uh, good stories. Uh, Brock's, Brock's a legend, so six-time AMA motocross champion. Um, all right, let's get into St. Louis. So I we said last week that this was uh, a big weekend for Kenny Roxon and Eli Tomac. Uh, both of them were subpar in Anaheim. And, uh, yeah, I'm good. They showed me enough. Obviously, Roxon won the damn thing. Uh, Eli got a terrible start, ended up fourth. Got a little bit of luck getting that fourth, but still, he rode very well to charge to the back. He was fast all day. He looked like Eli of old. And uh, I'm good, Weege. I'm good. No no worries here. Yeah, I don't know uh, if people watched on TV if they saw the Tomac start. It might have just seemed like a fourth, and I did see some comments like, Tomac can't get through these guys. He was 18th. I saw there were only four riders behind him, essentially, on the first rhythm. So mm-hmm. for him to get fourth, that's fine. Yep. It's way better than Anaheim won. And then, obviously, rocks in the win. So, yeah, I, I, we made the joke last week. I think I said, is it a must win? It wasn't quite must win, yeah. but I had a theory. I don't know if I told you this. Oh, you uh, my... boy. Yeah. Here we go. You hear, yeah. you hear my theory yeah. I was coming up with? This is, uh, this is slightly better than the transfer of power one, but uh, not far <laughs> off. Good. Well, I just real quick here, I noticed that back uh, round two of 2010, uh, Ryan Dungey and Ryan Villapoto went 1-2. And no one knew at the time that that actually was the start of them winning the next eight straight titles. And then round two of 2015, when Villapoto had retired and everybody said, hashtag who's next, which I do feel was kind of like discounting Dungy, but not JT. JT, you had still thought Dungy was the man. He was the man. Yep. I credit you. But everyone was like, nah, it's now Roxon's era. Maybe it's Eli's era. New guys are moving up. And Eli and Roxon battled one, two. They left Dungy in the dust at round two. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, there it is. It's just, this is how it works. It's just the evolution. So t- based on Cian Cerullo being so good at Anaheim and Webb being so good at Anaheim despite being sick, I'm like, maybe this is just where we're at. Maybe we've just moved on to the next, you know, three or four years younger group of guys. But maybe not. Doesn't look that way now. <laughs> yeah. You were so hoping for an AC uh, Webb one, two. I mean, St. he was Lewis. telling everyone that the guard had shifted. Like there was a, there was a changing of the guard. There were sev- there were several texts throughout the week. Has the guard changed? Are we yeah. official? Yep. And, and this, I, despite the fact that in 2015 the guard didn't change, and then Dungey went on to win three straight titles. Despite the <laughs> fact that this only worked out 50 percent of the time, we, it only happened. Wygan forever yeah. searches for the 1990 season. He forever looks for 1990 season. That's that's his yeah. goal in life. All right, you're not. You're, you're not too shy about that yourself, okay? No, I we know. We all yeah. search for yeah, 1990. We all live for 1990. Yeah, it was a good year. Good year. Um, <laughs> JT wants to be on the side of the track at Fulton County Stadium cheering RJ one more time. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, would. Yeah. That was actually a great time. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So, the, JT, right? You're, we're good? Rox and Tomac, we're fine? Yeah, I was uh, – I mean, Roxon's ride goes without saying. Uh, heat race and the main event, I mean, he, he got it done, period. Uh, but I think Tomac's ride was underrated. And if you just looked at the results, you kind of be like, yep, another not podium, but he was riding very, very well. Uh, I mean, stop me if you've heard this before, but his start held back as a result, but his riding was on a completely different level than it was at Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look great. Um, Hey, so Roxon wins, uh, almost three years to the day of his last win. And like, Ah, I just, God, I feel like I just yell into a a, a wind tunnel sometimes and no one cares and no one hears me. Like, he's won before, people. He won Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. Like, 
I, I know it's different. I know Supercross and Motocross are different, and I'm the first one to yell about that because of McGrath and Carmichael and all of that. I get that. They're different. I get it. But a Motocross overall win is pretty damn gnarly, and Roxon has one, and he's got Moto wins. Like, if he didn't win a Supercross ever again, I'd be like, wow, that's – well, first of all, I'd be like, that sucks. Second of all, I'd be like, well, he still came back from his arm injuries. He, he came back. He won Motocross Nationals. So I know – I know the Supercross thing is, you know, special, and, and even Kenny acted like it was, you know, so who am I to, to say this? But Weege, I'm just like, yeah, the guy won already, man. He won. He made it back. He made it all the way. This isn't some sort of coronation of Roxon making all the way. He already made it all the way back to me. Nah, I disagree. Okay. I disagree. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and look, no one, no one has reason to try to rate the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross win as the same. Uh, as I do, because I make a lot of extra income oh, uh, announcing listen, those races. I'm, I'm sure yes. if it, right now yes. your, your your paycheck will be docked if you do not agree with me. I mean, anyway. uh, no, it's the uh, NBC pays me uh, an additional uh, fee at those races that oh, they do not pay that's me right. in Supercross. Right, okay. that's that's where the extra money comes from. Right. Salary uh, year long is the same, uh, but the NBC money is nice. But look, I, I think it's different because okay. we all know where Roxon got hurt. Roxon got hurt in Supercross. So to me. The completion of the tale really is to come back in a Supercross race. He got hurt in a Supercross race. He actually got hurt at, uh, what, his last win was round two, three years ago. So to me, it's a little more of a full circle to do it in Supercross. I didn't feel like it was quite the same until he checked okay. that box. I mean, I, I can't, yeah. I can't, this isn't going to be the hill I die on. I get it. You know, like, yeah. it's just a cherry on top of the Sunday. Hey. He made it all the way back. He he led Supercross until the two turns to go. You know, all this stuff. Like, it's good, but nah, I don't know. Where where are you at, JT? Where are you at on this? Break this tie. I think I know where he's at. He's disagreeing with me. That's where he's I at. I mean, that's why I went to him. I oh, mean, okay. I can count on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's uh it's a fair assumption in any case. So we'll just we'll yeah. just keep the, the trend going. Okay, good job, Steve. I just yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's a cherry on top. I just I just Ah, I just think the guy made it all the way back already from these gnarly injuries, you know. It's but. a good story. It's a good story, and I think had it not been for him coming so close last season, I don't think it would be such a big deal. Like there was, there were so many weekends where it was just he had victory, you know, ripped away from him by Cooper Webb. So it kind of built up, and yeah, it's, I get it. Um, he's kind of been back in the mix for a few years now, but it was it was really more the culmination of all of those you know difficulties. He rode well, man. God, he, he rode did. well. He aggressive pass on Zacho, aggressive, but got it done. And then see you later, jumping the quad over the table. Uh, started well. They, a bunch, few guys were doing that in practice. Then in the main, maybe five laps in, him and Justin Barsha were busting it out. That was helping a lot. And good dirt, clear track. Uh, three to five seconds, most of the main. Then at some point around six six minutes to go, it was eight seconds, and, and JT, he rode fantastic. He just looked like he hit all his marks, never really got squirrely, got through the lap as well, um, all of it, everything you want to see. Well, and I think a big part of that too and why he was so aggressive with Zach is he knew. He knew that if he could get around Zach and get a gap, he wouldn't have to deal with all of the chaos behind him. And – you know, that's that's racecraft and that's being very aware of the situation. And I think he also knew that he had some speed coming out of the heat race. He knew that if he could get a clear track, that he probably could put some time on those guys. And going back, if when he's, he, you know, I'm sure he'll watch the, the race on TV and he'll watch his own race tape that Team Honda taped for him. And he'll probably thank himself because he'll be like, man, I didn't have to deal with any of that drama. 
any of those guys trying to, you know, take each other out and all of the, the melee they were in, he was just able to ride by himself. And, uh, I, that wasn't by happenstance. That was absolutely him, you know, making it happen early in the lap. So he didn't have to deal with any of that. So is he back? Is this, is this the springboard? I think he he definitely has the capability to. I don't I don't think he's just going to go on a run where he wins, you know, the next, you know, 10 out of 14 races or whatever, 10 out of 15. Uh-huh. Um, I still think it's going to be situational. Uh, you know, he gets out front. He has that capability in him, you know, but you look at the situation, arguably one of the best guys, Tomax, starts 18th. Cooper Webb had a horrific night still dealing with the flu or whatever he's he's suffering from. So it all lined up for Kenny, and he, he absolutely earned it. But I don't think that's something he can count on. You know, I don't think you can count on Tomac and Cincerillo and Webb and all these guys getting bad starts every weekend. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I just – if you watch these races, man, everything from qualifying and the heats and the mains, it, this field is just so evenly matched. I think we're just so completely and totally in a different realm than we were in the, you know, the Reed Stu RC days where – you know, it was just—it was almost a pre, a pre-drawn conclusion of how the racing was going to go. I don't think you can do that with any of these guys, no matter who won round two. I don't think you can assume a win streak's coming. Uh, but it is definitely encouraging. And let's not forget that there was the the bike problem where the suspension was too stiff. He said at Anaheim, and we all know that when you throw out bike stuff, it's fifty percent reason or fifty percent excuse. Uh, so he now, I guess, proved right that that was a legitimate reason. And if they got that fixed, he was going to be better. But I'm with JT. Uh, I, I still don't know if he's good enough. You know, he could start eighth next week. It's very random starts that could happen. I don't know if he's so good that start eighth rolls the field. Uh, I don't think we're in that era uh, at this point where anybody is that head and shoulders uh, above the field. He's definitely good, and he maybe took his game up a notch, but I think we're going to be in for quite a season right now. Well, that goes into kind of what I was saying before, like or what I was saying uh, this morning, actually, to the Cowie guys. I was on the same flight as them. It's... Like, you're absolutely right. Like, Chad, James, Ricky, Jeremy, uh, Ferry, the greats of Supercross. They yes. could rip through the pack no matter where they start. They could rip through the pack, get a podium, you know, salvage everything. Like, I don't know if these guys can do that. Like, Eli was on it, man, and he rode great. And he, he should have got fifth. AC crash with four turns to go or five turns to go, you know. Um, should have got fifth on the night in a great ride. Don't get me wrong. but And, like, I was talking to Plessinger, and he got 10th. And, dude, Baggett was right ahead of him. Baggett was like a wild chupacabra trying to get by Hill. Like, the intensity, the pace. And I don't know, maybe it'll it'll lessen as we go on, but that last night was gnarly. And we had a, a top rider who shall go nameless, but his name rhymes with Schmack Schmozborn. Oh, okay. Tell us, like, the 450 Supercross class is for real. And... We all agreed. Like, it's so you say that Roxon can't, you know, if he starts eighth next week, then he's not. I don't know if anybody's doing it. Right. Each. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Not yeah. Kenny, just anybody. No, anybody. Right. Anderson's not going to do that. On one night, maybe they can. I mean, we yeah. did see Cooper do it last year in Dallas, one magical night. But to do it week in and week out yeah. and just be the guy, I don't think anyone can no. be that ba- much better than the field. Baggis Glendale ride. Well, he was probably on 10th, right? Early on that race uh, last yeah. year. Like, yeah. Well, so, you know, yeah. I think this is uh this is early in the season too because you know, we saw that ride from Webb at, at Arlington. 
I don't know what this looks like at round eight or round 10. You know, guys have a way of yeah. finding themselves and they calm down a little bit and you find your rhythm of the series and it doesn't, it just doesn't seem like it keeps the same feel as it does early in the series where everybody thinks this is their year and everybody thinks this is their title. A couple of months of racing has a way of kind of making things chill out a little bit, yeah. right? So yeah. we'll, no. we'll see where we're at in a month or two. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, well said. That happens all the time, right? Um, but yeah, it's cool. Cool victory for Kenny and uh, rode great. Um, he said that he had suspension as stiff as Mookie. Stiffer than Mookie, sorry, stiffer, stiffer than Mookie. Yeah. Um, and 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 I talked to a Honda guy in the morning before the race, and I'm like, what? What? Why? What? What? Weren't you guys telling him? And and and, they, and I was told, yeah, yeah, we were. And but he, you know, he controls his bike setup. He he rides what he wants. And so at press day at Anaheim, he said my bike's too stiff. And they were like, okay, well, we'll soften it. And he said, no, I, I want to get used to. I it's, I'm riding what I'm used to. I'm not not softening it. You know, the day before the race. And then we saw what happened. So, yeah, odd. As I told him, like, hey, man, you can put excuses, not excuses, reasons on Instagram. But if you back them up, then I'm all, I'm all for that bike setup talk, you know. But the problem is, is, is 95% of the guys don't really back it up. But good for Kenny. He did. And he needed a change, and they did that, and he's back. And congratulations to you, Weege, on the win because Kenny told me that he had Brayton's forks on. We know you ride with Brayton, like some sort of motorcycle club member, you know, with wings. Yeah, yeah sidecar. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you, congratulations on your percent of a win for, 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 for Kenny. Yes, uh, Kenny told me that too, and I heard you were talking to Brayton, and you're thinking maybe 20, uh, the forks are maybe 20% of the bike. Sure, so, yeah. So Brayton is responsible for 20%, and I feel like anything Brayton does, I'm 20% of that. Okay, so all right. <laughs> okay. I'm 20 of the 20. Right. It's, it was a good night for us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kenny, yeah. you're welcome. Right, you're welcome, right, Kenny. right. And from other people I talked to, uh, Brayton's setups in his forks hasn't changed forever. He's had it forever, I guess. Never never veers away from it. Just loves wow. this one setting. So, um, yeah. So, good job, Kenny. Uh, Barsha second. JT, he might be for real. He looked pretty good. Uh, that was a, a great backup ride to anyone who was wondering, you know, okay, yeah, you won A1 last year also. You know, what do you have now? Uh, he didn't win the race, but he was pretty aggressive. He moved through the pack. He moved forward. And, yeah, I don't – I mean, we'll, we'll see, right? It's yeah. We have 15 rounds to go, but he looks pretty good so far. I, I give him a lot of credit. He, he said he was real. He said he was sick. I talked to him after the race. He was laughing and joking and was fine, like was happy and everything. So I don't I don't know how sick he was, but he said he was sick. I'm not, I'm not calling him a liar. I just don't know how serious it was. Um, well, I was in the uh, Yamaha truck when you were talking to Jimmy Perry, and yep. I went in there to talk to Plessinger, actually, and then I saw Barsha. Barsha had a sleep mask oh, and okay. a cup of tea and one other home remedy, which to me oh, was okay. very alarming. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, and I was like, tea and a sleep mask? Are you okay here? He's like, I'm trying everything, dude. And uh, wow. I kind of – I think I knew what that meant. You right, know? right. Well, uh, I should have maybe done some investigating instead of just trying to get parts for my own bike. Yes, that's all you were doing. Yes. Can I get this GYTR this? Can I get this airbox cover? This is He wanted JT, he wanted to go into the factory truck and just grab it. Just take it home. Yeah. <laughs> this this surprises you? I mean <laughs> I don't understand. They got lots of parts. I was a mechanic. There's lots of parts. There's parts everywhere. There's so many parts in factory teams. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, those aren't yours though. It doesn't matter. They, they could replace it and no one would miss a damn thing. It'd be fine. <laughs> But Perry held his ground. 
<laughs> As he should. He did not give you Barsha's airbox cover. Bullshit. Or whatever you wanted. It's bullshit. All right. Uh, no, he was good, man. Uh, you know, we were talking about doing a story on him, and and I was like, hey, I, I, can we just wait? Like, I don't know about his Anaheim 1 win. Like, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was dry, you know, unlike the last year. But I'm like, can we just wait? But, man, he was the first guy, JT, to do the quad over the table. He was. You know, and just when you see things like that, you're just like, yeah. And he's J- Justin is not a... A, uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna jump this first kind of guy, you know. But you just know he's feeling. He's, you know he's feeling good. Yeah, he's just confident. And I mean that jump wasn't. Uh, you know they didn't. They didn't work on the track and make it where it was really doable until the first time qualifying session. And it wasn't a do or die jump. Like there wasn't a big consequence of screwing it up. But you could just really see the confidence in him. Like yeah. he he wanted to get out front every practice session. He wanted to kind of prove that he's for real and that, you know, you, you can really see that. And we've talked about that in prior podcasts is you can really tell a lot about guys who wants to be at the front and practice, who has the confidence and who really wants to go. And, uh, yeah, it's just the little, little subtle things like that, where you jump things first and you want to get the whole shot in practice and you want to be out front, uh, that all speak to just a, a quiet confidence he has. Uh, we, so six practices to start the 2020 season. Six times Adam oh. Cincerello has been fastest. He looks so good. I, I just can't. It's getting harder and harder to not just punch the ticket, buy the ticket, maybe the season pass. <laughs> like, I want on this train. Yeah. I, we just said how equally matched his field is. And for him to go out and I don't know what's more impressive, the six practice sessions, six and oh, fastest each time, or the gaps that he's had. I think it was a half second in the final one last week. It was eight tense mm-hmm. i mean that is very uncommon I, I don't know if anyone will ever be able to average what the first to second gap normally is in practice but it's not even close to eight tenths like that is exceptional uh and, and it hasn't quite translated to the races you could maybe say in anaheim one it did yeah, maybe he was the yeah no guy. anaheim one i think yeah i think in anaheim one he was you could he didn't win the race but you could make an easy argument that maybe he was the fastest right uh he wasn't the fastest per se in the night show here but six for six uh, that's something. I know qualifying isn't everything, but you can't go six for six and have it not mean anything. I wonder how much the Osborne thing rattled them a little bit, JT. Banging well, bars I mean, a little bit. Like, once you get out of your groove, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it definitely threw him off his rhythm, but he also lost a lot of track uh, positioning and, uh, you know, scoring positioning, too, as far as riders. So he went from moving forward and overcoming a big hurdle as far as getting to where he wanted to go to losing. He lost two or three spots there mm-hmm. and then was just mired in this war Yeah, that I think he felt like he had just gotten past. And now not only was he in the middle, he's going to have to repass all these guys. It was a pretty big defining moment for his race. Yeah. Still good though. Still. Yeah. No, he yeah. rode great. I'm just saying as far as like, if he gets past Zacco clean there yeah. and is able to set his sail forward, I think he ends up on the podium, but I mean, that was like, uh, uh, that was a really big blow to his forward progress, regardless of how he was riding. Yeah. Once you get rattled, I think a little bit like that too, you know, and you, you, you lose your momentum, you lose, yeah, you lose kind of all the drive and everything. I don't, it's hard to get it back. Yeah. Right? You have to yeah. start over yeah. kind of starting over. Um, but he was, he was good. He, he went uh, two, three before the bridge, uh, uh, in the main event, he pulled that out of his butt. Uh, Eli was going three, two only guy I saw that do that all day. Um, yep. he had to go a little wide to do it, but still that was impressive. And then that one rhythm, three, 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 one, 
I went upstairs to go see Mookie after practice, and I asked him if three, 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 four was stewable. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, it is, but I don't know if you'd make the turn." I'm like, "Okay, all right." So, did did you guys see um, Osborne doing the two three and almost killing himself every lap? No, I, you mean to try to get the 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 three lift that he needed? Yeah, casing yeah. yeah. it, and I mean it was he had it good for a while. And then he just kept trying it and casing it, and it was painful to watch for me mm-hmm. because he really wasn't making up any time anymore because he was putting so much effort into it. <laughs> yeah. And about every other lap, he would case it and then almost fly into the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. At some point, he was getting it clean though. I saw him get clean at the beginning. Yeah, he yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, was. Right. But then it started going away from him, and he, right. he was rushing the double a little bit, right. and it was. It was definitely more work than it was worth. Uh, Weege, we're going to talk about Roxon winning this race, and we're going to talk about Barsha uh, extending his points lead. We're going to talk about Eli coming up from the back. We're going to talk about uh, Adam uh, crashing the last lap, but basically Adam Adam had a fourth uh, in the bag. I don't know if many people talked to and- about Anderson, but he rode well. No, and I think that's exactly the way he likes it. Um, you know, I've talked to him about this before. I don't. I don't think he wants to be. You know, the guy that everyone's looking at every week. And I, the brief sample size we had last year of him being the champ, it didn't really fit him. I think he would way rather be this, which is silent but deadly and still in the hunt. Like, I know he wants to win, but I think he knows it's a better approach than uh, coming out guns a blazing. So I think you give Anderson five three finishes to start the year. I mean, a 1-1 one, one would be nice, but I think he's very happy with this. I mean, there's no reason to say that he's not. No. As good as any of these other guys, which, yep. but maybe in a little lower profile sense. So I think this is perfect for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like we'll, a lot of people will talk about that, but that's a, that's a good no. ride. Yeah, no. Um, Mookie was uh, Mookie had a bike malfunction, and uh, Genova, Mike Genova, told me that they just threw the bike away. They just threw the whole bike away. It cartwheeled so bad, frame, everything. They threw it away. I I, I don't know if this is true, but um, so he came into the race really banged up. He ties a career best with six, though, JT. Good ride for Mook. Yeah, it was better. You know, I think it's just for him, it's building blocks. You know, everyone's so excited about watching Mookie ride, and he's he's one of the most thrilling riders to, to watch, you know. But when you look at it on paper, he still has a ways to go. So he's he's slowly building. You know, he got a ninth last week. He got a sixth this week. Uh, next step is a top five, and then we can start talking about podiums. Um, and I think that's key: is is continue moving forward, and don't get caught up in oh, we got to win. You know, I, I don't think that's. I, I think it's possible, but I don't think that's really the step you should be worried about. It's just continuing to move forward. He was so good in the Wolves, Weege. Oh my God, he's yeah. That needs to almost be a, a show in amongst itself in that heat race where he passed. Did he pass three riders in the whoops at one time or two? Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was one lap. I think he might have made three passes. He did. One he did run yeah. through the whoops. Yeah, and it included. Did he pass Tomac in the whoops? I think he did. Right. He passed he everybody did. in the whoops. Yes. He passed yeah. John Gallagher in the whoops. Yeah. He passed Lurch in the whoops. <laughs> he passed everybody. Yeah, Kenneth Feld. Sorry, you got blown by. Even <laughs> no one is safe. Uh, Mookie in the whoops. It became once he made that first run, and then every lap that was just must watch. Like it was just counting the moments to when are we back to the whoops to see what Mookie can do. It is scintillating. It's almost like he could go on the road, be like Jeff Aaron with a trials demo, just put a bunch of whoops in the back of a semi-truck and a bike and just bring it to your town, and you can just yeah, watch Malcolm I, well, Stewart go through whoops. I said Craig and, Craig <laughs> yeah. and Mookie, halftime. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Doug Demokas. 
Right. Yes. Um, oh, by the way, too, speaking of Mookie, James made another appearance. James dropped a YouTube yes. video analyzing Anaheim 1. I called someone over who works with James, and I had to meet. I grilled this person hard, and I couldn't. James was wearing a Supercross T-shirt when he was breaking down Anaheim 1 YouTube on YouTube. So there's no chance he's wearing that for free. Like, oh, yeah, no problem, guys. So they're paying him. So then I was trying to get to the bottom of how much you're paying him. Is it going to be every week? What's you know what's he going what's going what's going to happen here? And I could not get an amount out of how much he got paid, but I got assurance that it was not going to happen every week. <laughs> so I mean, so random, so random. Stu on a couch, Supercross T-shirt on. I can't believe they got him to wear the T-shirt. I cannot believe. Me it. neither. Me neither. I mean, he guy owns a gear brand. Um, and he put on a T-shirt, and how much could they really have paid him to put on a T-shirt? To right, make, right. To like, make it worth say, his while, right? To make right, it work. right. Like they're not going to pay him a hundred grand to wear the T-shirt, but I feel if they let's say they paid him ten thousand, I figure if you're James, you wouldn't do it. No, you wear the shirt for ten. Grand. No, ten grand would be like oh, I got this in my couch cushions. I'm not. I don't. Right. Yeah. Right. I I can't see any dollar amount that makes this make sense. No, me neither. So. No. <laughs> Very, I, got, I have so many questions about this video, and I love the fact that Stu threw out that he would quad this that one section. Uh, oh, I just love that. It made it all worth it. Oh. You know, it was funny in our live show. I, you know, we asked the crowd. I said, "How many people think that he will not do this for all seventeen rounds?" Unanimous. Yeah. Unanimous. <laughs> no one thought that it will be all seventeen, and then you had to confirm. It's already known that he won't. Yeah. Yeah. It's already confirmed. It's, this is not an every week thing. So just no. treasure these breakdowns by Stu. But he oh, when he come, comes he, out of hiding, he's. He's coming out more and more. Like, yeah. He yep. might. So then my source was like, text him. What? Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't texted James. I said, what year is this? I said, when did he win High Point? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's when I texted him. That was the last time I texted James, too. It was when he won High Point. And of course, we all know what happened after that. Um, yeah. So I'm not just gonna, the first text in years is going to be like, hey, how much do they get you, you get paid? Like, it's not going to be the first text. So, I don't know. I confirmed my number was correct, though, if there was a text. My number is still correct that I have for him. So, so you could do it. I could do it. I could say, James, it's Mathis. What's up? How much did they pay you to wear that shirt? <laughs> Hope all is well. <laughs> hey, haven't haven't gotten around to uh, saying what's up in a while. Sorry about that. Yeah. How you been? Yeah. <laughs> Everything good? So... Oh, oh boy. Um, I got off the plane. It was a two-hour flight, and it might have been from that show Manifest or Lost. I land, and then I got a bunch of stuff to proofread for RacerX Online. And one of them is that they were talking about Brayton not being in the original Supercross power rankings. And then they said, can you proof this? And the headline said, James Stewart breaks down Anaheim 1 2020. And I'm like, Brayton's gone. James Stewart is here. <laughs> what happened on this flight? Like where? Yeah, I'm in purgatory. I don't know where. Uh, right. I, I, it was true. I thought it was a joke. I literally thought it was a joke. Like, there's no way James Stewart just showed up. Ah, yeah. Here's Anaheim one. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm on my couch and I'm breaking down Anaheim. Right. So random. So weird. But love it. Uh, and then we heard, we heard another. Yeah. Adam was not upset about that. Adam said, "I don't care. He's talk. He's mentioning my name. He's talking about me." That's what Adam said. So Adam was. He was not upset about that at all. I think you could call him anything. James could call him anything, and Adam would be fine. So, 
Uh, and then, of course, you know, right around that time, we heard another story where Chad was supposed to go golfing with him, James, in the off season, and James wouldn't answer his phone and wouldn't meet them on the day. <laughs> The day it was supposed to happen. Like, like, so, like, it's just so weird. Uh, but this was all supposed to happen. It was all set up. Like, James said he would do it and all this. And then just never would answer the phone on the day they were supposed to do it. So, um, all right. Brayden, Brayden told me I had to stop talking about the Fox logo uh, in all his interviews. <laughs> I have to stop talking about that. Max Schmack Schmeffens probably getting upset, so. I won't bring it up anymore. Be the last Wait, time. What did you just say? The Fox uh, Honda jacket that they make oh, them wear. Oh, the jacket. Okay. Yeah, the jacket. Uh, I was confused as why you mentioned that brand. The, the team apparel. Yeah, I the team yes. apparel is Fox, and they put a big Fox head right in the corner. It's a really jacked up thing to do, and I love it. I love it because Schmeffins Schmeff- not happy. So uh, It didn't go over well with the TLD guys. Do you think I'm a fan of this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, TLD, same thing. Right, yeah, TLD, same thing, right? Um, yeah, with Sealy, yeah. Yep. Um, but Brayton was like, hey, come on, man. Come on. So, like, <laughs> you know. Uh, by the way, speaking of Brayton, Weege, like, I hope he doesn't listen to this show. I don't think he does. Are we right. worried at all? What? Are you worried I'm about worried. him? worried. What's the problem? He's lost he a eight, eight. Yeah, What's but the problem? He's lost a lot of spots in two races. Like Look, I don't I have a lot of respect and admiration for Justin Brayton. And I gotta be honest, I'm surprised he's lost as many spots as he had. J T R U. Uh I'll be honest, I I think this is and he might tell me I'm wrong and stupid and this is a bad take, but I'm gonna go off my own experience. And I really felt like it was hard to maintain 21 minutes of intensity after coming off a full off season of racing. Are you worried why get? No, he's, I know he's awesome and he's great and he's a superhero. <laughs> okay, and his, right, his fork right. saved, right. his fork saved Ken Roxon's career. Uh, I got all that, but dude, he is 35 years old. Like he got eighth, he got eighth. Okay. So he couldn't hold off Tomac Osborne, Anderson, and Malcolm, he couldn't do it. Uh, yes, I, I feel like in both races, you could even say he got a little tired. Maybe he couldn't. He wasn't going as fast. He wasn't as close to them at the end as he was at the beginning. But he is 35 years old. He got beat by Malcolm, Tomac, Osborne, Cinturillo, Anderson. Passed. All right, well, take it not easy. Even Anderson. Calm down. I feel That's like it's not that bad. That's not that bad. <laughs> it's not. I don't look at Brayton as like starting 10th and ripping up to third. I don't think he can do that. Uh, but in my opinion. Starting third and fourth, I think he could stay there. I know, but at the same time, let's say Tomac doesn't get him. We would be freaking out. Right? right, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Listen, fine. I'm just asking. That's it. I think think it's it's fine. I think... (laughs) We start, you're disgusted that I even asked that question. Right? It's Eli Tomac. If he was 28, if he was 28, I'd be like, man, he he's got to figure out these last few laps. He's 35 years old. Like this isn't. He's not expected to win a title here. Like everybody, relax. He's running up front. I know. I actually, I actually think he's riding really well. Okay, moving on then. Yeah. Um, this pack is so intense. I feel it like is. If you're in that mix. You're it doing. Is. You're you're good. He's in that mix. You're fine. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Black bag at JT? Uh, riding really well. Just, uh, I know the, the theme leaving the night was we got to figure out how we can make some, some passes. You know, we can't get stuck back here behind these guys because I think he had more pace than he showed. He was better than what he get 10. Yeah. Ninth. Uh, I think ninth. he was ninth. Yeah. He, he was better than that on the night. He could have, he could have been in that battle with all those guys ahead of him, but you know, it was track position and he couldn't move forward. So, um, I don't think it's, it's not panic by any means, but there was definitely frustration that the result could have been better. Uh, Hill's been good, I think, to start the year. He doesn't look nearly as tired as he did on JGR bike. Mm-hmm. I think Hill's been good, right? All agree? Yep. yep. Uh, Cooper Webb was not good. Um, still sick? Yeah, I guess. I didn't know that. I, I, I never heard that until the TV broadcast. Yeah, I heard today that he was uh, struggling with the the dome and the not having fresh air, and that was a really effect – or making his sickness feel worse. Oh, okay. All right. So, take that for what it's worth. Right. I didn't speak to him, but right. I did hear that. Um, what else? Uh, Chad Reed. What's funny about Webb oh, is we, okay. didn't, we didn't look into Webb hardcore because I think he, he's – I think where things would be drama or alarm or we got to look into this with most riders, I think we've now gone to the assumption that it, none of it will matter. Cooper will be good. And then it was like halfway through the main, it's like, wait, oh, wait, this bus actually isn't going to work out. I mean, he literally did it last week. He got on the podium, right? So it's like you don't even think that you have to go research these things because it's all going to turn out fine. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't on top of that story, unfortunately, either until I was like, oh, wait, right. we must have a problem right. here. Uh, uh, AP was 10th. I interviewed him after the race. He just can't stop laughing. He just, he can't stop laughing at every single thing he says. He's so, so awesome. AP is just, everything you talk to him about. Ah, oh, he's funny. But he had a good ride. Good for him. I'm happy. Yep, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Dean Wilson getting slowly better. Benny Bloss? It's better. Benny went to a much better. more Benny went to a much more of a stock setup than before. Yep. So better. I don't think uh, he or his crew were real happy with the main event ride. I think they mm-hmm. were less than thrilled with how the main event went. But it was a much better day. Something to build from. So listen, I I know this podcast is sponsored by Fly, and I'm a Fly guy. And JT, you can't comment. I get that. I told Benny this in my post race. He's got to stop wearing that one set of gear. He's got to stop. Moose is fine. He wears Moose. It's fine. It looks okay. I got no problems with Moose except for this one set of like tie-dye gear he wears. Never noticed it. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't. Uh, Weed, you know what I'm talking about? No, actually, I don't. It's I heard two, that interview and I was confused. Two weeks in a row he's worn this stuff. I don't know. Practice or heat. I, I don't know when he wears it. He's got to stop. It, it's got to be the ugliest gear I've ever, I've ever seen. No, the cat gear is still worse. But other than that, this stuff is right there. So just he's got to stick to the blues, the solids, the whites, all of that. We'll see if he does. Um, Chad Reed, anyone? Moving on. I don't, I don't know what he was. I don't know what happened to him. I, I don't know. Qualified twenty fourth. Never looked frisky. Not only did he not look frisky, like it was the opposite of frisky. Do we know why he pulled off? I heard a goggle issue. Oh, that's right. I did hear that. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds – I yeah, that's the only thing we've heard. So I'm going to – let's go with that. <laughs> oh, someone will be very happy. I, 
I talked to him after the race. I I went in his thing. I said, hey, you all right? I, first of all, I said, you, you okay? He's like, yeah. I said, all right, you doing any media? He's like, I got nothing to say. I'm like, yeah, it didn't go well. He's like, it's pathetic. Well, And he, he never mentioned this goggle issue. And I said, well, I said, at least you're okay. I'm just checking on you. Glad to see you're okay. See you next week. But you know what's funny? So this whole preseason and coming in, and even when I talked to him, I talked to him on Thursday at Anaheim for A1. And he was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like, I, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. It's going to be fun, though. We're going to have a great time. And we're just going to go racing. And whatever happens, happens. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case right now. No. I, no. I, no. I talked to him Sunday after A1. And he was very frustrated with how he was riding. And that seems to be the case again from your conversation. So I think... On paper, this farewell tour of who cares sounded great, but I think his competitive side is he mm-hmm. is proving a little bit more challenging to deal with than he two, was planning for. Two weeks, two LCQs. Kyle Cunningham just uh, caught him, just caught him and dropped him. Well, I listen. I don't want to sound like I I know everything. I certainly don't. I mean, that guy knows more about racing, you know, and is one pinky than I'll ever know, but. He would. There's no way he could argue this. You can't come into the season without riding and training. Like, what? What do you think is going to happen at thirty? You know, almost thirty-eight years old. That's. It's just what's going to happen. So, I think the more he can just learn to control his expectation and have fun with it, the better off it's going to be. I think he will get better just from riding, and and the race time will help him get better. But to think he's going to be up in the mix with those guys. Listen, those guys were. They were motoring down and just bicycling their ass off and in the gym and all this stuff in October, November, December while he was racing Lamborghinis. You know, it's well, we each we each, we each put the tweet out that you know we just please make the main. I mean, we're very worried. You know, look, I actually thought Anaheim won. I was surprised when I heard him post race Anaheim won say it was bad or whatever. I was like, well, barely making mains out of the LCQ. I thought that's what we were all in for this year. But yeah, it did surprise me a little bit that he all of a sudden did seem to care a little bit, Anaheim. But I thought, well, he's only going to keep getting better, right? Because he comes in unprepared, so each week he'll get better. But now now what I'm concerned is that Anaheim one track was pretty tricky. It was a little bit, it wasn't a, like a mud race, but it was a little bit more, you got to be careful. Uh, this to me was more of a, you got to just send it and be fast. And it was intense and... It's like, oh, man, when he gets to those circumstances and he can't rely on the smarts to pick his way around a difficult track, this is going to be uglier than I thought. So I, I thought after Anaheim 1, I'm like, it's going to be fine. I don't know what he's worried about. But after this, I'm like, uh-oh. Nah, he's fine. You think? He's yeah. fine. He's still going to make all the mains. I, I really don't you, worry about him making the main events. I you, don't. You're – come no, on. No, but not finishing. I dude. don't. Not finishing. I, I Well, I, I think he could have finished. Like, he obviously had an issue or chose not to. It's not like he can't finish. I hope he had an issue. I hope it's not like, dude, I'm just getting smoked and these guys are going really fast. And I don't well, I, I do think there is some of that. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, whatever. But it's, what did you expect? That, that would be my question. Did you expect it to go really well? Like, the, these guys, as Schmack Schmoshborn said, these guys aren't messing around. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what your expectation is without the preparation. I mean, he, he just went through this in 2018. But this yeah. this shouldn't be a big surprise. It all depends on if he actually pulled. Like, he didn't pull off at Anaheim 1. He finished the race. Yes. 
I, I hope this isn't like literally he just waved the white flag or maybe there was a real issue. Yeah. Yep. Um, hey, uh, breaking news here. Yeah. You'll enjoy this, Steve. Okay. So uh, I may or may not uh, get quotes for a press release from a certain uh, 250 team in the pits. Okay. Um, they race red motorcycles. Yep. Um, they are sponsored by an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Gas Gas? Oh. Yeah. Coming soon, maybe? Gas Gas? No. Uh, it is a team sponsored by an insurance company. So I've been hitting up uh, a uh, young Australian rider to mm-hmm. get his quote. Mm-hmm. And he said, sorry, I forgot. I need to do it tomorrow. I'm about to do a podcast with Pulpamex. Oh, okay. right now. Okay. Right now. Nice. All right. Okay. Right now. So uh, are you? Uh, let me let me text said Australian. Uh, and uh, and uh, okay. Does he on. think your show is Sunday night? Um, I think he does. Yep. I fuel the jet. Uh, okay. I just. I just. Or are you about to call him and put him on this show? I'm very confused. That would now. be great too. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just looking at the text right now, and it says, the text says. Uh, Hey, Schmidt. I'm not going to give his first name away, but it's Schmidt. No, no, no. He's just a young Australian. It's Mattis yes. from Pulp and Show. Got time to come on tomorrow night. Okay. <laughs> yep, sure. What time? And I said. And then, uh, yeah. Okay. So I just shot him a text right now. Okay. Now okay. let's see what happens. Right. Let's see if he suddenly has time. Right, right. Yeah. It's, Maybe it's young Australia time. <laughs> um, I want to give this young rider credit, though. He was a He did respond. Like, he wanted to do your show. And he was helping me out to give me the quote that I needed. So yeah. he's being accommodating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just his schedule's a little messed up. You know what? When he, maybe yeah. the donut store is having a sale and he's all rattled, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. All right. So, j- I've been wrong about a lot okay? of. Yeah, I just I'm so disappointed in Marty. <laughs> I'm so disappointed with after two rounds. I just what's going on? He's still crashing. He lost his front end again this weekend. He ate crap again. He put DNF. Like, what is going listen, on? Every lap of his Supercross season so far has been skull and crossbones. <laughs> every lap. <sighs> he is. He is letting. Oh, Australian guy just got back to me. Oh, okay. All right. He. It's not good. Title hopes are done. <laughs> <laughs> Title hopes are done. <laughs> Is uh, forty points behind the leader right now? Okay, he is first Ecuadorian. True. Um, yeah, not good. Disaster for Marty. And well, I still believe, though. I what? You know, I'm on board, but it's getting harder and harder he's, to justify he's the hype. Crashing a lot. He is. I need to. Call, I need to talk to Truman. Truman's the Marty whisperer. I don't think he talks to Marty very much. He acts like he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, talk, well, he knows a lot. He definitely he talks to a lot of people, but I, I doubt he talks to Marty very much. He he talk, sa- we all talk to Brian Johnson, right. who is with Marty. Yeah, I don't trust Brian. He's too biased. I need the real straight goods of Marty. Yeah, he he was. Uh, what did he qualify? Eighth. Good yeah, job. Good. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Eighth is fine, but he also ate shit. Yeah, yeah. In that qualifying session. Um, hey, so do we even know if he's okay? By the way, like he crashed early in the main. And was I don't done. think we know. He got uh, up I looking a little Brian shaky. Johnson. Yeah, oh, I talked okay. to Brian Johnson today, and he didn't say anything. So okay. I'm going to take that at face value. All right. Um. All right. Well, we got, we got pulled together here, Marty. I'm still on the wagon, but would it help if I started shit talking him again? 
It might. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will if it, if it, if, I, if it helps if it helps the, the the performance. It's not a problem. I'll break out the gun and the mask line again. Do you think it's because his bike's all black? Does he need a new born stroke? He needs something. <sighs> Look, as long as he doesn't get hurt with these crashes, I think at some point the the like he's. Dude, you watch him ride. He's fast as usual. The eighth in practice shows it. I think it'll. I, Steve, sorry, I wasn't expecting Marty to be rock solid all seventeen weeks for the title. <laughs> okay, I wasn't. Okay, I wasn't counting on that. Yeah, but I still think he can do what we expect Marty to do, which is a couple times this year really do well. Wow. I think he's still in position that he's just got to not die in one of these practice crashes. <laughs> but well, he's starting to add them up. There's been That's so the many. Problem. There's been so yeah. many. That's the problem for me, and it's the same as Jet Lawrence, which we'll get into, is you can't keep crashing like this and not end up hurt. That's just that's not how it goes. We saw that with Forkner last year. It's a matter of time if you keep let's, crashing like this. Let's, Marty's sponsored by Thor. Let's get one of those Hallman chess pros with elbow guards and everything from like 1986. <laughs> it's a Hallman, it's Thor, same company, right? Yeah, so like, yes. no, but not, not a problem. So, um, Weege. Pulp Mex Fantasy absolutely just just destroys your entire night. Uh, you and I, Alex Ray, he got a great start in the heat. Great start. <laughs> and what was he trying to do there? Does anybody know? I, I don't know. He he jumped off the – was he trying to shortcut the whole track? Like jump <laughs> off the side of the tunnel and go under it and skip the finish line jump in the rhythm? I don't know. He started third in you. Uh, myself and Kiefer were freaking out. We were so stoked. Yep. You two convinced me to put him on the team, which I did not want to do. No, you didn't. No. Uh, to, uh, I, I love A-Ray, but to me, he's a little bit of a freckle. Like, I just generally avoid him. I'm just scared to put him on my team. You convinced me to do it. And then he crashes. And then he crashed. How the hell did he crash again? I don't know. He, didn't, he looked like he grabbed too much throttle coming out of a turn. And he did a complete 180. By himself. Yeah, by himself. 100%. Yeah. Half a lap behind the field. Yeah. Yep. Down on the ground again. Yeah. Oh, but watching but it. watching him in the LCQ when you've picked him for Paul Mex Fantasy is just a new experience. A new, good God. Do we have Do we have an update how this affected his love life? Wow, I mean, his home life is way better. So Kiefer was going on that theory, and I I was just going on a theory that we we didn't have Bowers and Chiz. That was my theory. Well, wow. you were you were saying that this love life was in attendance. At yeah. St. Louis. Oh yeah, yeah. And no, that she could was really there. Really affect his results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was there. Yep, yep. All right. She got well, super weird. The expert. We she... sent Kiefer in to 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 size that up, and he determined it would be a positive. Yeah, and, but then also, yeah. I don't know if you were no, you weren't there, Weege. Uh He started drilling her about different aspects of their their relationship, and she oh, looked no. like she wanted nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> And I'm like, Chris, Kiefer, you can't always do that to every, like, not every chick is going to be down to, you know, talk about stuff. <laughs> what? What? Just, uh, so, but she was there, so. Um, Jimmy D made the main again. Freddie Noren. Oh, JGR. Poor Freddie. Oh, JGR. Oh, JGR. Oh, my God. He didn't even crash. He broke his ankle on, like, a takeoff. Ugh. Jesus. Savachi's already out. He's the replacement in a roundabout way yeah. for Savachi. And he made it to the heat race of the second race. So what do they do? Jimmy D has to keep rolling until uh, until East. And then Amart? Is that the team? Listen, we'll get to Troll Train, but we can't. 
We can't put Amar on a 450. What? what? Is Jimmy D He's huge? Like 33. He's not 33. Um, all right. What is different about Jimmy D versus Amart? Amart's got titles and wins to go for. Oh, I see. Okay, my bad. Okay. Um. <laughs> hey, Cunningham rode well too. Good job for Kyle Cunningham, man. He's he's a good rider. What do you get in the main event? Sixteenth. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, he's first first non factory rider. Well, yeah, unless no, you consider right. Freeze no and Hill factory guys, I kind of do. But maybe not. Um, you consider Hill and Freezy Factory? Do we? I mean, I don't know if that factory suspension. No, do not bring this up. <laughs> don't bring That's right. I, That's right, Weech. Sore subject. I saw Genova, and I made the mistake of asking that exact question, and it ended up in a very starting to almost get heated one-hour-long conversation. What was uh, his take? How can I at least have that? Okay, you ready? Yes. Are you sitting down? I am. There really aren't factory teams. They're, all of the factories are really just distributors of motorcycles that are made overseas. They pay their riders. Motoconcept pays their riders. There literally is no difference. Honda, factory Honda, is not really factory Honda. They're just a importer of Japanese motorcycles that pays riders to race them in the United States. Why is it any different? Why is Genova's team any different? Many riders, he's been told that his bike might be the best on the track. And Honda also does give him some money. So... They are the same exact as every other team. So the same electronics, same transmission gears? Well, they brought in the electronics thing, and they do say, they're like, there's this big misconception. This was hilarious, by the way. They're like, there's this misconception out there that these works, these works uh, ignitions are the big thing. Like, only these factories have these works ignitions, and it makes a huge difference. And I said, well, well, hold on. The reason that perception is out there is because of Big James, whose rider is on your team, Said James Stewart can't race because he can't get a factory ECU to me in a racerex story. So that's why that misconception is out there. It came from a guy on your team. Sorry. And they said, well, maybe that was a couple of years ago and the, the gap is closed. They think their ignition is just as good. It's different, but just as good. I would beg to differ <laughs> on all of that. but There I'm, aren't even factory I'm, teams. I'm, I'm They're just to... OEMs, importers of motorcycles Listen, in Japan that pay riders. I'm trying to get a hot tub. So can we just move on? I, I can't believe you brought that up. It's I literally had this discussion for an hour, JT. Why did you drag me into this? I just wanted to let it go. I mean, I don't even know where to start with that. Like, I appreciate the lesson on geopolitics. That that was super insightful. Uh, but, I mean, come on, man. Like, forget it. <laughs> then I saw the Rockstar Husky truck was driving by, and I said, hey, look, it's all good. It's all good. Like, look at what Bobby Hewitt did. He was a private team for amateurs, and eventually, in a roundabout way, he's now team manager for rockstar husky like it, it, it can work out for everyone like you guys are doing a great job it's fine but they didn't even want that comparison too because they're like look at the budget that team has that's not the same so i don't even know man i don't even that's, i don't know what point i shouldn't have asked that's all i can say i can't wait to get my hot tub i i love those guys i like genova tony's awesome i'm i just was confused i left Listen, more confused you, after if, asking the question if you go to japan if you go to japan and you see how just engaged those guys are with the American race teams. Well, I think you would change your tune pretty quickly. And JT just went to Suzuki, so let's keep that in mind too. So he went to the he went to he Suzuki. Went to <laughs> Imagine going to Honda. Imagine going to Honda. <laughs> you know, listen, Genova's doing a great job. Their bikes look great. They're whole shotting everything in sight. Like 
this isn't a slight at him, but he, that's I to think to say there's no factory teams is like come on. I, like I got tra- pumped the brakes. I got dragged into this a little bit too at uh, one in the morning after the race at the hotel at the hotel, and uh, I just said you're factory supported. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what that yeah. was my thing. You're factory supported, where is yeah. whereas Rock River is not factory supported. Yeah, that's that's right. all legit. Right, right. Yep. But there's yep. no, there is no. To me, there is no upside, or you just sound silly if you're going to, you know, talk down about the factory teams and that they are not true factory teams. Yes, I understand that they are importing Honda motorcycles, but go over and check out how many Japanese support staff they have. Go ask who is calling the shots over there. It's Sam. You know, that's that's Japanese. Like, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. It's just it's a silly take to me. Okay. All right. Um, anything else? Four fifty wise. Anything else? Title picks. Going with uh, sticking with Eli. <laughs> sticking with Eli. He wrote well. He did. You went with Webb last week. You changed to Webb. I did. Uh, I. I'm going to go back to Eli. <laughs> God, you're brutal. Every race, just every race, JT's going back. I am so brutal. No, it's, it's, uh, it's Eli. It's still Eli. But, man, what if Bam Bam can just start getting in here? Like, look, he was just okay in practice. He start getting in here. He went one, two. So no, far. but, like, every week. Like, I just, I'm still on the, I'm, 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 I only got a foot, I only got a foot in the water. I'm not all the way in on Bam Bam still, but that'd be awesome. So, and maybe I'll get my parts for my bike. <laughs> I worry. I would just worry about Bam Bam throwing in a, a 12th and a 19th at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Very well could that, happen. That's what I, you know, uh, that seems like it's been the case year after year. Why again? Are you sticking with Tomac? I don't even know where I'm at. I thought I already switched last week to web. I'm, I don't even know. Roxon, Roxon for the title now. <laughs> okay, all right, fantastic. Yeah, is this how it's going to go? Is this how we're going to go? Um, I hope so. That means that racing's really exciting, right? Fly Racing, uh, Racer X Podcast, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, thanks to those guys as well. Max's Tires, uh, Renthal as well. Uh, Renthal.com. Hashtag Renthal. Hashtag We Build Championships. Hashtag Grab Life by the Bars. I like that one. Uh, also, too, we want to thank the, for the race reviews, guys. We want to thank the Alias CBD guys as well. AliasCBD.com for more information on that. Uh, official uh, pain bomb provider of the Geico Honda factory connection. And uh, thanks to Racetech as well, Racetech.com. Uh, zombie Chris Blose using Racetech out there in the main event this past weekend, Racetech.com. Pulp 19 is the code to save. You want to get springs, seals, bushings, oil, service on your motor, service on the suspension, whatever it is, uh, Pulp 19 will save you money at Racetech.com. Vintage stuff as well. Flat track. They're big flat track guys as well over there at Racetech. So they'll dial you in. This is the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast 250 class from St. Louis. Or, or Weed, you got to do, do that other read? I never asked you. Mention that uh, company. Yeah. yeah, everybody, just go to uh, OnX Off-Road. Right. Get the app. And then it tells you where to go riding, places that you probably never heard of. And then when you go riding, you can even track where you went and then figure out exactly how to get back and then build some loops. So that's really cool. Yeah, onxmaps.com if you want to check out the website. Yep. 250 class. uh, Wow. Uh, Things certainly changed. Ferrandis again, um, fastest guy through the day and uh, goes down down with uh, Mosman, first lap. 
pulls in the mechanics area, comes out, lets everybody buy. Then at some point uh, passes Troll and Heartraff back, which confused them. But uh, this opens up the whole thing for Forkner's first win, hometown guy. Um, for as much as I said last week that I was like, eh, still a lot of mistakes. Still, he, he was he was good this week. There, Forkner was really good. He he turned everything around and and really looked good. Although I gotta say, I was surprised that uh, Hartraft went after him a little bit. Cooper went after him a little bit. Like, I guess I just have well, a lot of you know respect for his skills, but uh, he still I mean, rode great. Joe Lawrence kept him honest for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. It, it wasn't some runaway dominant win. I mean, he, he controlled the race. He but did. You're talking about a 16-year-old kid in his second Supercross ever was kind of hanging back there for a long time. So I think he did what he needed to do. He absolutely deserved to win the race. But if you look at, you know, he, he was definitely fortunate in the situation where Cooper and Ferrandis were nowhere to be found. Uh he he needed it for sure, but it wasn't it wasn't some let's put everything to bed, everything's great. He, he's the best guy type ride to me anyway. It, it was good. He he deserved to win. He did it when he needed to. But I I'll, I will still have some questions going into Anaheim too. Weege. Yeah, it was definitely an improvement for Forkner. I talked to him quite a bit after the race in the press conference, and then I interviewed him again, and he said he was really proud of the fact that he never crashed or had any close calls. And he is 180 degrees different on this practice thing. He said he was really a half second off of Ferrandis and Cooper, and he didn't care. He's like, those times aren't even going to hold up. We're, none of us are going to do those times in the main. I'm not even worried about that. Hmm. So okay. the lesson that everyone wanted him to learn, he clearly learned it, right? Now, that's good, but is that enough to say he's the best guy or he's going to win the title? Uh, it's way, obviously, too early for that. But it is good to see after he crashed into whoops um, pretty bad last week, that hopefully that's not a reoccurring thing. But, yeah, he rode, he rode yep. good, but uh, it's definitely not like, okay, it's Forkner's he, world and everyone's living in it. He's not as good as last year. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, I know it's a negative comment, but I mean, he's coming off an ACL, so it takes time. But he was next level last year, I thought, many times. But, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe he'll get there. Um, I know, but you remember, they only did race one time, but – AC and Ferrandis did beat him straight in Atlanta. They Keep did. That in mind. They did. I didn't go to Atlanta. It was only so. one race, and it's dumb to take anything off of one race, but he didn't blow Ferrandis' doors off the one time they did race. Right. Ferrandis beat him. Keep that in mind. Hey, we never yeah. even talked about Schmack Schmossborn in the 450s, by the way. Fifth place for him. Oh. We missed him. Well, I, I think it's just the same umbrella thing as everybody. He rode awesome, and somehow that only ends up being I, fifth. He had a lot of fight. He showed a lot of fight. I like that. That's Echo, bro. Yeah. Yeah, good good point. Yeah. Um do, 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 do. What, what is going on here? What do you mean? It's, it's, the show is losing all flow energy. I feel like this is like the battle. He's bouncing around. He went he was he went back to the four fifties to talk about Osborne. Yeah. Okay. This this so, is like watching the fifth place battle at Anaheim last week where just everyone like didn't really want to go. I mean, it was just kind of like Can freezing. I can you let me formulate some thoughts, please? Thank you. Thanks. I can tell you're working on something. I can tell you're working on something. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I'm just waiting for a young Australian who now has more time on his hands tonight than he thought. To, okay, so. Uh, maybe send me some. All right. Listen, jerk-offs. Is, is Ferrandis out of this thing? No. No. Okay. I, right. Nah. I think the, the 250 class is too erratic. 15 back. It hurts. I mean, it hurts because I think there are only three or four guys that can finish up there. You know, I, I think Forkner... Cooper and Ferrandis are by far the best three 
So that makes it challenging to make up a lot of points, but to mm-hmm. say they're out of it with six or eight races left, I, yeah, that's right. crazy. Um, what was your take, JT, on him unlapping himself with with? Tro- I don't think Troll was a fan of that, and and Hartraft either. Hartraft's guys, anyways. Well, what's your take on that? Like, what's the etiquette of that? Like, I well, and that's what I struggle with is okay. So he he did let the leaders go by. He did. He he totally moved out of the way for Forkner and those guys, but at some point he's got to go too. So, sorry, and, and, you know, I like Troll Train. Alex is a super nice guy. But I would be lying if I didn't say that I think Dylan Ferrandez is faster than him. You're, so Ferrandis, you're an asshole. Yep, totally. I get it. But if <laughs> Ferrandez, he needs to make up every point he can, and that means going as fast as he can to catch up to the pack. So what is he supposed to do? He's just supposed to follow Troll Train around. Yeah, I don't really know the etiquette behind that. I see both sides. Right. Well, yeah. I don't think there is really etiquette. You know, right. if you can pass him back and not screw up his race, I think that's what your your charge is to do. I, what I, you have to go try to make up every point you can. And sorry, he's a little he's going faster than Alex Martin. That's just the way it is. Weege. Yeah, to me, it's absolutely ridiculous to be mad about a guy unlapping himself. Um. Go faster than him, and then you won't have to worry about him unlapping you. What is, yeah. He's, yeah, he's supposed to throw in the towel on like the second lap of the race and be like, I can go a lot faster and pass a lot more guys, but I can't because I would be unlapping myself. He's supposed to just give up and take 18th instead of 12th. Like, just go faster than him, and you won't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's, the upside the yeah. upside is when he passed him, it didn't count. Right, yeah. but if they're mad about getting passed by him, there's an easy way to not get mad about being passed. Go fast enough where you don't get passed. Like, no, I don't I, see I it's it. a race. I get it. I'm just You're saying silver lining. Silver lining. Ferrandez passed you, and it didn't even count. Yeah, yeah. Even better. You didn't even lose a position. I, I don't understand that. It's like uh, I've always heard this. Um, you know, riders from say another series or something come in, and they're like, "Oh, they're going to interfere with the points." And I'm like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." If you got a problem with them stealing points for you, you should be good enough to beat them. Uh, that's your fault if you're not good enough to beat the riders that you. Yeah. Like what's. That's like, hey, I would have thrown more touchdowns if the defense wasn't really good. Like, that's the game. Like, I, I don't understand it. I don't know. It was, it was a valiant effort by Ferrandez to get all the way back to 12th. Like, he was freaking hurt, and he had to go to the mechanics area. He had to do what he had to do. I don't even understand what the problem is at all. All right, moving on. Justin Cooper second. Hartraft third. First ever podium for Hartraft for the TLD KTM guys. And, uh, yeah, good job for those guys, and good job for Brandon. Good dude. Jersey zone. Brandon Hartraft. Yeah, it was just solid, man. He just didn't make mistakes, and then chaos started happening with both Lawrence and Craig, and that all he that all paid off. I was pumped for the battle because so Troll Train was on TLD KTM, of course, a couple of years ago. Didn't really gel with the whole Baker Factory part of the 250 guy program. Not so much Alden, but the 250 guy program, and uh, of course now Hot Raps there, and Hot Raps doing that now, and so then Troll was on him, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be the ultimate revenge. You know, but uh, yeah, hot rap pulled away. So it didn't really work out the <laughs> battle that I thought it was going to happen. Like I was waiting and I'm like, these two are going to just bang bars for supremacy and Troll's going to stick it to his old team and brand, you know, yeah, it didn't really work out. So. Wait Good. a minute, last lap, Troll Train, they, they, they Troll Train was, was a half of Yeah, 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 but, but that was like a late push. Like it, it, save it for earlier, Troll. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, don't give me one last half lap pass and then just okay. freak out. Uh Oh, okay, so I'm just watching a replay of the 250 start. I thought Cooper had something to do with it. Not at all. Okay. So no, was, I've been yep. studying that quite a bit here, yeah, yes. Yep. Cooper did a huge rhythm, yep. and it wasn't a problem. In fact, it was what Hayes got into troll, 
and then Troll got into Moseman, and then Moseman got into Ferrandis. That's right. actually how it went. Um, yeah. uh, Craig crashed out while third. Uh, took a handlebar uh, to the gut. Bummer for Christian Craig, man. Yeah, it looked good all day. Uh, I don't know if he would have been held, held on to that third or not. Probably would have been right in the running. So he's, he's okay. He'll race again. But, man, bummer for Christian yeah, Craig. He, I, I saw him at the airport this morning. He looked fine. Right. Um, well, that's the fantasy merry-go-round at you guys. I don't know why you sign up for this. Oh, I mean, so good. He's going to be so good at A2. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> my team, I had Tanty. I had Clout. I had Troll. And I had Craig going for a podium, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to be first overall. I'm going to have, at one point, I think I had four of the top five scores, and then Craig got me a 22nd place finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantasy How sucks. do you guys ride this train? God. Yeah. And well. I had the additional problem of, at first, I couldn't be mad because he was hurt, so I can't be mad at him at that point. Then when I find out he's okay, then I can be angry. <laughs> it's very difficult right. how this how do you guys do this? It's tough. It's tough. When, when Alex Ray, when you're depending on your life on Alex Ray... It's it's really bad. Um, hey, Jet Lawrence, good ride for him. Jet, like you said, was up up there. Um, he looked tired. He'll figure it out. He's fine. It was a good race, but oh, he looked tired at the end of that thing. He did. Oh boy. So he bent his uh, brake pedal. Oh, he did. Um, okay. Too. He landed on a tough block, bent the brake pedal, and then, yeah, we saw so many mistakes. Landed on a tough dude, block. That's was, odd. Yeah. I know, but man, he was going good. He, yeah, he, he looked good for sure. You just know how excited he was, right? How. Everything was going through his brain about that ride. So, good job for him. And he's got more time to talk to the stupid PR people, too. Um, yeah. Jacob Hayes rode well. Jacob Hayes went forward, man. Good job for him. Uh, Clout was good. Freckle had a steady race, JT. Steady for yep. Freckle. Yep. I was too scared to pick him it, to my own detriment. Yep. No, good it race. Uh, Ramit. Ramit. Uh, McAdoo. Went over the bars hard uh, in the beginning of the rhythm out of the first turn and uh, collapsed both lungs. Oh, get get well soon, Ram it. Damn it. Um, looking pretty good, too. So, Yeah, he was fast. I cannot believe he went back out and tried to ride. I know, huh? It's insane now yep. when you think about that. Uh, Derek Drake got 10th. He had to go to the LCQ, so that's pretty good. Uh, Carson Brown with a 9th. Is that, that's got to be Carson Brown's best finish. Yeah? I, I, would, f- I would assume so. I feel. Good job for Carson Brown. Wasn't even on a TTR or anything like a real bike, right? Um, what else? Uh, Cheyenne Harmon made his first main. Looked frisky all day long. He did. Yep, he was good. Uh, Mosman, I guess did Mosman crash again, or was that from that first crash? I never noticed if he got up and going again. Like did anybody? Uh, notice? He was laying there. He was laying there for a while. I don't. Was he? Feeling all that great? Did he get up? Or was that just uh, a I DNM? Don't know. Well, he must have got know, up because Craig. Great. Craig got last and crashed, what, halfway? And yeah, Mosman beat him? did right. right. Mosman got, was actually back on track for Ferrandis because he did not go to the mechanics area, I don't think. We watched Ferrandis go in. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, anything else 250-wise? Catch your eye? Am I missing something? Or do we? I don't think so. Title picks? I'm good. <laughs> Troll train. Come on. Okay. What? <laughs> a real title pick? Oh, gosh. Wow. I mean, come on, bro. Like, wow. You just shit on all of the Martins and Jeremy listen, and Alex listen. and John and Greta. No. Come Everyone. on. No, that's not it. I mean, if that's what you want, go for it. But, I mean, who? Can like, can we can we have a couple of races to warm up? We're old. We only got like, there's like only like eight or nine of these things. I know. 
Who did I pick before the year? Ferrandez, right? Yeah. And he's 15 down now. Yep. That's the problem. You guys got no room for error, right? I think well, everyone has one bad race, and he just he just he he has his shot. He's, okay, the, but the door's still open. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Weech, I get it. Bad start at A one. Okay. Bad yeah. start here too, to yeah. cause that crash. Like, yep. so why do we think his starts at Anaheim two are going to be just hunky dory? You know, I threw this out there on Twitter, and people thought I was insane. But changing, luckily, I was changing of the guard. Changing of the guard. Yeah, that wasn't that didn't that uh, Instagram didn't age well, uh, but. The Star Yamahas, we know, are super fast. I know you don't know firsthand, Steve, because Will Hahn hasn't let you ride it. <laughs> right. But honestly, the starts in Supercross have not been good for most of those guys. Ferrandis, exceptionally bad. But in general, I don't know. Like, we remember Washougal last year, then what, five bikes into the first turn? Something is different in Supercross. And Cooper is an unbelievably good starter. It's been okay. Ferrandis is really bad. I don't know what the difference... I mean, there's a huge difference between an outdoor start and an indoor start. But to me, they have start problems more often than they have really good starts in Supercross. I know that sounds insane because their bikes are fast, but I don't know if they wheelie or, or it's the great or something. Uh, I, I think you're, 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 you're going a little bit too hard with this because think of the starts of Justin Cooper last year. In Supercross, were they unbelievable? They were very, very good. Maybe not unbelievable, but very good. But Forkner pulled like every whole shot, dude. Well, Cooper was right there. He, he was okay. Oh, he wasn't right. as okay. good as he was outdoors. All right. okay. The outdoor starts were, well, those were the unbelievable I'll let ones. you know when I ride the bike. Okay. We've got Geico yep. lined up to ride, so we're putting heat on Wilbur that way. Yeah, good move. Thanks. But then he says if we ride the Geico bike, we can't ride the Star bike. Oh. And then we said, well, we're never going to ride the Starbucks, so what does it matter? And then he said, you oh. are. So it's, yeah, it's lots of drama. Um, hey, look, the, what do I got written down here? Okay, so yeah, um, did you guys notice the, you know, the, the Supercross folks have come a long way with acknowledging the, mo- the motocross series. It, it's, it's, they've been a changing of the guard and they do a good job and now than they've ever have, you know, for a long time, Ralph would just be like, and you'll see all these guys in October, you know. So uh, I get that. But did you see the pre the the preview thing that RC did about AC in this in the stadium? Played a couple times. Yeah, that was a little harsh. I thought they 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 JT. You see it? I did not see it. No. They talk about Adam. Ricky's narrating it. They talk. Oh about, yeah, I watched part of it. I saw part of one. Okay, yeah. they talk about Adam, and they say he's has a crushing Las Vegas blow. You know what I mean? And 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 all this stuff that went down in Vegas and everything else. But five months later, and I'm like sitting there going, looking for the motocross shot. Five months later, I don't, you know, that's around the time frame or whatever. He rebounded the Monster Cup to have full redemption. Like, what, what? What? He just won the most. The motocross titles are twice as hard to win as a supercross title, Tivity class. And maybe more. And the kid did that and, and crushed it. And they don't bring that up? Come on, man. You could talk about the Monster Cup because he did win that. Like good, like, you know, great job on that. He won on a super mini track. That's awesome. Uh, but I mean, to not mention the motocross stuff in the stadium, I'm just like, come on, guys. That's my race tech rant of this podcast. Okay. So yeah, it's funny. Like at the beginning of this show, I said no. The Roxon getting his first Supercross win that is still significant. Getting a national couple of wins last year, it, it still needed Supercross to go full circle. But uh, this is different because. So much of the hype of how good we expect and the world seems to expect Adam to be this year 
is partially because it's more because of that outdoor title of he can finally do it. He can hold it together. He's finally matured. The Monster Cup is a one-off race. It's not the more hype is coming from he finally got a 250 title. Yes. Then he won Monster Cup on a super mini track. Or whatever. I'm just saying it's a one race deal and not everybody's there. You win an outdoor title. I mean, the whole book on Adam has always been, we know he's fast, but can he hold it together? He right. proved he could hold it together. Yes. So, yes, I agree. And all you got to do, I'm just saying, like, yeah, just put in one shot of him holding the number one plate. But he would bounce back and Dude, win an outdoor motocross championship. And then in his 450 debut, right. just do that. And, and, and look, he that. was never even a motocross, quote unquote, expert, right? Like, Supercross has always been better for Adam. So for him to yeah. win the 250 motocross title is, is, is amazing, and he deserves all the credit in the world for that. Right. So. Right. So I'm with you. That, that it doesn't tell the story. I, I feel the story is better if you put that part in there. 100. percent yeah. yeah. So. JT. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think we've seen a pattern here where they're going to stick to their series. But yes, to tell the full story, it should have been in there. I feel like they came have been coming around a little bit, though, talking about motocross series more. Yeah, I, I don't know the official policy. Right, but no, I, I don't know. It was either. A pretty no, it's glaring. Mentioned. It's definitely mentioned here and there for sure. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. And even yeah. even uh, JT, have you ever heard Jerk Off Wygant doing the voiceovers for the Nationals on the Jumbotron Summer Series? Hey, I guess that's I, done. They don't say they don't call it that anymore. No, like, it's I'm fine. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. I, so yeah, this one was odd because yeah, I know what you're saying, Steve. We don't really expect to hear this anymore. And I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And Weed, you said I'm is my voice in Cooper Webb's opening ceremonies video. That's cool. I didn't. I didn't really realize that. Yeah, you did not recognize yourself. No, it must have come from the preseason uh, television yeah. show that yeah. you were in. Yeah. Something. Something. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, Good job for Derek Kelly, by the way, and Aaron Tanty. JT, did you pick Tanty in Pulp Fantasy? I did not. Okay, so that, you didn't live with that experience. Nope. Too scary for me. Right, right. Uh, Ludovic from France. Good job for Ludovic. Ludovic Maclair. Yep. He was going, uh, he was feisty with somebody, like, in practice or maybe the heat race. He was like, he went back at like Cooper or somebody like like factory rider like went back at them in a turn. I'm like, oh boy, Ludovic, I'm not scared. So yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Uh, Anaheim too this weekend. So is this the triple crown? Triple crown, first one. This is triple crown. Gang bangs. No wait, is it? I thought it was Glendale. Oh, I thought it was A two. It's a, traditionally been A two. I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. My bad. All right. I thought it was. I, I'll, no, I'll I, you might be right. Let me see. Uh, there's probably a oh, shoot. This podcast has already been low on quality, and now we're going to do a. I, I, I yes, A two has traditionally been it, and I assume that too. And then I thought I heard. It, okay, I'm going to throw another thing out. Is there a day race this year? Well, there's only one that's a couple hours earlier. Yeah. Oakland is two hours earlier. And by the way, breaking news: <laughs> I will make my triumphant return to oh, Oakland. You're going to Oakland. Twenty. I'm going to Oakland, baby. First time Oakland. in years. Yes. I yes. mean, why not? The stadium's beautiful. <laughs> you know, I mean, why not? It's a good race, though. Right. Gl- oh, I've yeah. just been informed that Glendale is a triple crown. Glendale's the first one. Yes. So not A2. Yeah. So East-West well, at Denver. I apologize. Salt Lake City. Okay. So, and then, and then Oakland is a little bit, gets done earlier. Yeah, Glendale, Dallas, and Vegas. Okay. Oh, Vegas Triple Crown. Okay. Glendale, Dallas, Vegas. Okay. What a way to wrap up the series. Oh, wait. It's going to end in Salt Lake the next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
All right. Well, anything else? St. Louis? Nope. Good, good A2, dirt. A2, the not triple crown. Good dirt, good crowd. We're, we're happy to be back in St. Louis. Um, attendance wasn't great. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. You not did? Great. Okay. Not great. I'll, I'll agree with you for once. But it was okay. It was okay. Anton's ordered us pizza in the press box. They made up for the debacle that was the mac and cheese and barbecue chicken. And uh, so that was great. Thanks to the Antons for that. Uh, they really put on a show. The Anton brothers, uh, they really came through. <laughs> Anton is triumphant return. They, they told us where to go. They hung out. I feel like they really did a good job. There's a lot of pressure. It's their I home was, race. I was looking for the opening ceremonies video of Hart and Anton. <laughs> you know, Anton comes home, JT, like Chad, the Yamaha and all that, you know? Yep. Yep. And, and you just throw Hart in there being like, I know, bud. I know I yeah, went to Vegas. this is what it feels like to come home. Yep, yep. And Anton with his scarf on and and maybe some Morrissey blasting in the background. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they did. They, they came. They came up. Uh, they came up big. They wanted to hang out. I think last night though too, right? Yeah. Anton's other brother organized the after party, but we're, we're not. Yeah. We're too old, and we have too much work to do. Yeah. And yeah. J, J, seeing if JT leaves 0.3 seconds after the checkered flag falls every every week. So. Is that true, JT? You don't hang out in the pits? He's out of there, dude. Oh, I didn't know that. I, uh, for that. I don't necessarily have, like, once my duties are done, what do you want me to do? I don't have interviews to do or anything. I'm not sure what you want. Re- research for this podcast, bro. Uh, that's research. what I spend, like, 14 hours on race day there for. I was, I was at the track at, like, 7.55 <laughs> a.m. Uh, it's all it's all mute once the race happens, man. you got to start from scratch. Uh, and Chris Kiefer yeah. was there all day, and... Oh. struggling struggling to cover the <laughs> night program so he he's unbelievable i mean he must have said i don't know how you guys do this i don't know how you do this 20 times so he said that at 9 15 local time which is two hours before <laughs> california right yes yes so 7 15 california time i don't know how you guys do this yes <laughs> at jt at some point he's standing up in the press box and he's moving and we're like what are you doing I'm gonna fall asleep. I'm gonna fall asleep. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> we're like, what, what are you, narco Nate? He's like, God. So, anyways, um, yeah. Good Some times. people weren't cut out for life on the road. No, no, not at all. He, he is not at all cut out for life on the road. He's like, I feel like this has just been one big day. One big day. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Saturday. Yeah. Day. <laughs> I don't know. It's awesome. So. All right, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Renthal, uh, presented by Maxis, and also brand new for this week on the race reviews is uh, aliascbd.com. Uh, so thanks, everybody, on that. Uh, Wygant, JT, thanks, boys. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a 
handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.